welcome to Get Set to Thrive podcast with your hosts, Michelle and Shreyas. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 10, where we talk about the value of a coach. In our earlier episodes, we talked about how coaching has impacted our decision making and how our clients have found benefits through coaching. So the absolute uh, advantage that one has by hiring a coach was made aware of in our previous episodes. So today we are going to talk about uh, how a coach can be a great accountability partner and with their ability to ask open-ended empowering questions, how we can bring out the awareness of the answers that are quite hidden within you. And we also offer dialogues between the client and us as a coach. And what is the outside advantage that a client or someone like you might have if you hire a coach? So Michelle, what do you think about accountability partners as we coaches? Are we supposed to take accountability? What does it exactly mean? Well, Shreyas, that's a great question. Accountability is something that each of us should have for our own actions. When we work with a client, it is really up to our client to ensure they get the results that they want, right? We enter the the coaching engagement with an understanding of what our client wants out of the arrangement. And it is our job as the coach to help them reach that goal. However, we cannot do the work for our client, right? Our client has to do the work. So the accountability really lies on the client. But the great thing about working with the coach is you have someone to keep you in check. Just like, for instance, whenever you want to start an exercise routine, a lot of times it is very helpful for people to have a partner because it's easy to tell yourself, I don't feel like going and running that mile today. But if you have a partner to work with, they're there to help you move on. A coach is a great accountability partner to help keep the client accountable. What would you like to add to that, Shreyas? I totally agree with what you just said. The accountability is definitely with the client. But as you rightly pointed out, we coaches can offer that small nudge to ensure the client stays on the path and sticks to the development plan that uh, he has co-created with our help and also to ensure that uh, if there are any new topics that might come up as they stick to that development plan, then it is a great opportunity to discuss that once again with the coach, get better clarity and then check themselves for the progress that they have made. So accountability here is definitely on part of the client to follow up uh, whatever action plans that they've created, stick to the action points. And if they want a change or want uh, to talk about uh, a certain action point in depth, that is when they come back to the coach, get clarity, and once again, repeat the process. So uh, I totally agree with what you just said about accountability. The next question would be, uh, most coaches are known to use open-ended empowering questions. So what do you think about that? Is it really advantageous to ask open-ended questions? Not only is it advantageous, but it's necessary. The open-ended questions really cause our clients to think about things that they may never have occurred to them before. 
So the open-ended questions will really get them thinking about possibilities, things that could be, things that um, they may want that they might not know they want because they haven't spent the time thinking about it. Um, when you ask a question that gives a def definitive answer, such as a yes or no question, that really doesn't help the client. But an open-ended question really causes that thought process to work and to open possibilities. What, do you, what would you like to add to that? For me, the ability to ask good open-ended empowering questions ties up to our role uh, as someone who will be able to help clients have the awareness because we have mentioned this quite often in our earlier episodes that coaches do not advise what to do. We just are there to help people have the awareness and probably help them to start seeing where their strengths and challenges lie. So in order to do that, we have to develop a great ability to ask open-ended questions so that uh, the client takes the lead and not the coach because that is one of the other key differences that we have talked about, which is to let the client lead the session. So in order to do that, in order to keep all the options open, we need to come up with great open-ended questions so that the client has the ability to think, which you rightly pointed out. And also sometimes they have this instant aha moment when we ask a particular type of question. And it usually comes when it is open-ended. Also the ICF, which is the International Coach Federation, has laid out certain guidelines where they see uh, us as coaches leading the client to be a violation of the code of ethics. So we need to be really mindful of that. And one way to do that would be to ask open-ended questions as much as possible. And also in my practice, I have realized that asking open-ended questions fosters great discussion, allows my clients to open up, and sometimes they also feel safe. Uh, so these are some of my observations related to asking open-ended empowering questions. So if we proceed towards the dialogue, so if we were to transition from asking open-ended questions to maintaining a dialogue, how would you be able to do that? Well, it, of course, with the open-ended questions, that opens up dialogue and it opens up more information to delve even deeper on. It also offers the opportunity to go on different levels of discussion. When we're talking with a client, like you said, the client takes the lead. We're working towards their goals. So it's imperative that the dialogue continues to look at all the possibilities to be able to find the right fit for the client. So you really have to have a relationship built with your client so that your client trusts you enough to explore areas in dialogue that they may not have with other people. That is really kind of a unique situation between a good coach and a client. When you have a great fit, you have that trust to be able to talk about just about anything that is appropriate for that session to come up with new ways to do things. So dialoguing is very important. Um, it's not, you don't want a coach who's going to start out the session talking um, 
run the session talking and end the session talking. A dialogue has to have a lot of conversation coming from the client, but the coach is there to help, so to speak, instigate that dialogue. Absolutely, you've made some great points related to dialogue. The way I see it, it really blends well with our ability to have intuitive and active listening. So mm -hmm. any great coach will have this innate ability to actively listen and pick up on the various energies, the various emotions, the various feelings that the client is expressing. Also, we, are, we have a great uh, ability to forward the action to the client. So this is a great uh, opportunity for us as coaches to start initiating dialogue and in some cases probably dig a little bit deeper into the issues. And also we are blessed with acknowledgement and validation of the client's emotions, the client's feelings. So that will really offer a safe space for dialogue to progress. And once I've seen many of my clients, once they open up, then it is just a smooth flow of conversation. Sometimes I need to really dig in a little bit deeper to uh, help them come out. Uh, but most often these skills that I just mentioned really facilitate great dialogue. And it is often through these dialogues that I find that the client really gets their answers. They sometimes they find awareness or sometimes they just have an idea as to what should be done next. So I have had a great number of sessions where just the dialogue helped the client to feel calm and feel confident. There have been sessions where the dialogue has helped my clients to actually start focusing on what they really want because most of them didn't even have clarity as to what they wanted. So dialogue definitely has its own advantage and any great coach should be able to initiate, as you rightly said, initiate dialogues, maintain it and hold the space for the client to safely express all their emotions without any judgment. So that is where the dialogue helps. And uh, as I just uh, talk about dialogue, what might be the outside advantages that a coach can offer in addition to what we just discussed. What, what do you think about that? Well, I think really it ties in nicely to something that you just stated. The fact that a lot of times clients come looking for a coach, they really do not have clarity on what they want. They know, they generally have an idea of what's amiss, what their goals are, but they're not quite sure what they want. So the clarity that the coach can help you find, I think is probably one of the most valuable things you can get from an outside viewpoint. And again, the coach isn't providing the view, it's helping the client get a different view, applying this outside advantage from actually within the client. So I think that um, the coach actually has a great advantage to offer since a lot of coaches are not necessarily experts in the area that the person is looking for guidance. So they can offer different viewpoints and ask the right questions to get a different advantage for our clients. What would you add to that? I definitely like to pick up the last point you mentioned. I totally agree we are not subject matter experts, 
But uh, I do believe through the coach training program that we have experienced, we are experts generalists. So we yes. coach around a wide number of topics. We don't have a specific niche. I would say if you want to have a niche, it, is, it should be your conscious choice as a coach to have a niche. But in general, the most of the coach programs that I've seen really offers the capability to be uh, very general in what topics we need to coach. For me, the only reason why I want to set up a particular niche is because I'm doing it in addition to my full-time job. So I would want to maintain a balance, which is when uh, I see that if I can maintain two niches for me, which would be executive and life coaching, that provides me with a greater opportunity to meet uh, a dedicated group of people. And also it will be quite specific. So coming back to the topic of uh, outside advantage. One is you find a person who is non-judgmental. So you mm -hmm. can absolutely safe for you to express anything. Again, bringing in one of the key rules from the ICF, which is the client confidentiality. It really is safe for the client to express about each and everything that they feel without having the need to bother about we discussing it with someone else unless the law agencies require us to do so. That is the only exception. But the client confidentiality is very strict and is maintained by each and every coach who swears by the ICF code of ethics. Uh, the second thing is again about, it relates to being more aware. So once you have the awareness, lots of opportunities open up. So you don't have to really find solutions to each and everything. So once you start finding a solution to one problem, then the doors start automatically opening up. And because of that improved awareness, my clients are better able to come out of situations which are really tough for them, which were tough for them before coaching. And post coaching, they find themselves to find answers to any problem uh, slightly quicker. Uh, I don't say they find solutions always, but it is much quicker and they start responding to the situation rather than reacting. So there is this big advantage of that shift in energy. So where people came to me from a level where they felt victimized, they felt anger, they felt resentment. And in about uh, six to seven sessions, we were successfully able to shift that energy to a place where they felt empathy, they felt uh, more calm, and they saw the situation from a different perspective to see what alternatives were available to them. And finally, the last advantage that I can think about is uh, that it creates a great sense of friendship uh, between the client and the coach after the sessions are complete. And uh, that is something that I've found to be quite useful personally. Uh, and there is always a chance where people will come back to you once they've found that the conversations are useful. So there is every possibility they will come back to you and uh, initiate dialogues. And you will also get great visibility in the community from your clients. So these are some of the advantages that readily come to my mind. And uh, one last uh, topic that I'd like to discuss with related to coaching is how do we recharge ourselves? Because usually we detach from the client's emotions. 
So we stay neutral, we stay non-judgmental, but in the end, we are still human beings. So we will definitely feel low after listening to a client's situation or a client's story. So what are your ways to recharge yourself after each session? Well, Trace, that's an interesting question. Um, I myself really get charged by helping people. So I'm not necessarily feeling like I need to recharge after a session, especially a session where we have a breakthrough. It, it just charges me up and wants me to do things. So for me, sessions are charging. If there was a time when I did need to recharge, I personally love learning more things. I will do that. I will read a good book. I will relax my mind. But usually for me, getting in more conversations is really more relaxing and recharging for me. How about you? Well, for me, recharging happens uh, in a lot of ways. One is I would tie it up to my value of connectedness. So me connecting to people is something that uh, is very high on my Clifton strengths. So it is number two. So connecting with people is absolutely recharging for me as well. And a few other techniques that I use are to do a five to 10 minute meditation before each session so that I feel grounded and I feel centered, ready to go into the session to actively listen to what my client is saying. The third is, uh, since I'm a keyboardist, I just uh, go and start playing some random tunes. And uh, that, never, that has never failed to recharge me to my optimum levels. It might be any time of the day. And I still find music is a great getaway for me. Finally, uh, just like you, having conversations and also having that realization that I am sticking to my passions. So one is definitely to help people. Other is my full-time so full job. So I'm doing both these passions simultaneously and at the same time developing my company. So that uh, fact or that realization in itself really motivates me and inspires me to keep doing what I'm doing. And who doesn't love clients' testimonials? So their feedback is again a great <laughs> motivator. And most of the times it starts with a negative comment right after first session where they lash out. They just uh, you know, have this burst of emotions. Uh, and sometimes uh, during my initial days of uh, coach, it really felt uh, bad, but uh, I did realize very quickly that it is a great way to see them coming out of that emotions, because by the end of the eighth or ninth session, the feedback was really so positive that it started to encourage and motivate me to actually open up additional slots, even though I didn't have time. Uh, so I just tried to uh, devote my spare time whenever possible to open up additional slots for coaching. So uh, these are some ways that uh, I found I could recharge from a session, uh, which typically lasts about one hour. So what ideas do you have about uh, an ideal coaching session? What uh, time duration should it last? Well, I think it really depends on what the goals are for the session. Uh, we've talked about this discovery calls. Um, those are introductory calls where you see if you're a good fit between the coach and the client. Those are generally 20 to 30 minutes. 
um, usually not any longer than that. Depending, for me, depending, like I said, depending on what their goals are, it can be anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours, depending on what all we're trying to cover. If we're looking at an assessment and assessment results and we're getting good traction, sometimes you'll want to keep going if you have the ability. If you have other clients already booked after that, you can't do that. Sometimes it's good to keep the flow, but generally, 45 minutes to an hour and a half is an average session. That resonates with me quite well as well. So I usually do a 30 minutes discovery call and my client sessions are usually 50 to 60 minutes. And if it is the first session immediately after discovery call where we do the assessment and I provide the debrief, that is when it might extend a little bit beyond 60 minutes. But uh, I would say on average, it is somewhere in and around the 60-minute range, which uh, we effectively target because I think that is somewhere, uh, which is a great mark to finish one session to allow the client to rethink and uh, re-inspect what has been uh, uh, the realizations they've had, the awareness they've got, and then come back for the second session with uh, a little bit better understanding. So anything else that you'd like to add about coaching that would benefit our listeners? I think that's probably good for today. If you're looking for someone to, like we talked about, be an accountability partner, to ask the tough questions to get you thinking about where you need to go, a coach is the route to take for sure. Absolutely. And I second the fact that coaches are great accountability partners and it is, their options are plenty. There are lots of niches that uh, you can approach a coach for, which we have discussed in our earlier episodes. So on that note, I'd like to really thank uh, Michelle for bringing me into this coaching space, uh, helping me grow as well as a coach and also be really aware of how I'm progressing as a coach and as a person. So if you'd like to reach out to the both of us, you can do so on our LinkedIn profile or through our website, www.getsettothrive.wordpress.com where we keep updating uh, you about uh, the different coaching niches. We have a blog set up and you can also find our episode streaming on the WordPress website. So on that note, I'd like to say goodbye and hope to talk to you soon in the next episode. And don't forget to get set to thrive. Bye. Mm -hmm.